Welcome to the show. You know where you are, the nine at nine with me, Tigo. And you know how I love bringing in experts. And every once in a while, we get blessed and lucky to have one of our experts come back and be a VIP expert. And that's what today is. Today, we're going to talk about the most successful siblings in sports history. And we're going to talk about the business of sports reporting and being an author and all of that. Cecil Harris is here. So sit right there. We'll be right back. Yeah, you heard me right. Cecil Harris is here. We're going to talk about sports. If you guys are watching it right now, we're in the heart of the NBA Finals in 2022. If it's 2025 or something like that, you already know who won. Don't tell me. Um, It's going to be amazing. But today, he's going to give us a little inside knowledge on the most successful siblings in sports history. Hey, Cecil, are you out there? I am here. Thank you for inviting me again. Oh, thank you for coming back. We love having you here. You know, sports is our thing. So you're our our resident expert. We want to talk with you. Um, you, Let's talk about this. What one, before we get into that, we are going into the NBA finals a little bit. Got any little words of wisdom? I'm listening. Well, I love the way the Golden State Warriors have rebuilt very quickly. I mean, Clay Thompson was out basically two years with a leg injury, but he's back. Steph Curry is back. Draymond Green is back. They've got the coach, Steve Kerr, knows how to pull it all together. I have a feeling Golden State's going to win another NBA championship. Ooh, now when this airs, they already know who won, but now we'll know, was he right? Was our resident expert right? You guys comment in the the text below and let us know. But yeah, this is going to be so much fun. But today, okay, I got to get back on course because we can talk about basketball all day. (laughs) The most successful siblings in sports history. When I read that, when you sent that to me, I went, oh, my gosh, I never thought about it that way. And if you guys haven't figured out who we're talking about, Cecil, who are we talking about? Venus and Serena Williams. There it is. (laughs) They really are the most successful siblings. Absolutely. I mean, people who are really into football look at, oh, Peyton Manning won two Super Bowls. Eli Manning won two Super Bowls. But Venus and Serena have combined to win 30 major tennis titles. 23 for Serena, more than anyone else in the Open Era. Seven for Venus, which is not shabby. They've combined for 14 major titles in doubles. In fact, Tigo, Venus and Serena are 14-0 and 0 in major doubles finals. When they Ooh. show up, everybody else is playing for second. And <laughs> they've combined for nine Olympic medals, four for Serena and five for Venus. No other siblings in any sport are as successful 
as Venus and Serena. And they've crossed that 40-year mark by now. It's like they're yes. 40, 41, something like that. That's and right. it's like it's no sign of them slowing down, especially with the doubles and Serena still playing. What do you think about that? I mean, in tennis, that's really hard on the body, isn't it? It is, but they knew how to pace themselves all the way. And their parents, Richard Williams and Oracine Price, basically did not have them become tennis-obsessed. They, The parents encouraged them to have other interests. I mean, Venus has a degree in business from University of Indiana, Purdue. Uh, they're both into design, fashion design, interior design. Mm -hmm. Serena dabbled in acting for a while. She's now a venture capitalist. Venus just introduced a furniture line. I mean, they have had so many other interests over the years that they could concentrate on tennis, but not be so tennis-centric that they could burn out or eventually hate the sport. And that's why they've been able to stay from when they both turned pro at 14 to right. now in their 40s to still be on the pro tennis circuit. They haven't retired. The people they broke in against in the mid-90s have long since retired. They're broadcasters uh -huh. now calling their matches. <laughs> Yeah, or they're at home watching it like the rest of us on their lovely couches, you know, being armchair quarterbacks kind of thing. You know, and they did both go pro at 14. Mm -hmm. They're a little over a year apart. Yes. Why 14? What's so important about that number? Well, Richard Williams thought Venus was ready when she was 14, and that's what really intrigued me. I was working as a sports writer then in 1994, covering primarily men's team sports, baseball, basketball, hockey. Mm -hmm. But here's Richard Williams saying his 14-year-old daughter, a black girl in a predominantly white sport, is going to become the best in the world. That intrigued me enough to really follow Venus's career closely. And even though Venus didn't win major championships right away, she sent a clear message in her very first tournament that she was ready to play with anybody because she almost beat the number two player in the world, Arantxa Sanchez Vicario, in her second pro match. And then we wow. find out that Venus has a sister, 15 months younger, Serena, and Richard told me in 2000, Serena's going to be better than Venus for two reasons. One, Serena understands angles better. A technical thing. Basically, if you center a player, that player has to create her own angles for a passing shot. Serena's great at that. And the other reason is, according to Richard, Serena is meaner. <laughs> <laughs> well, she does come off kind of tough. We're gonna yes. I'm a big humongous fan of the of the Williams sisters, but she does come off like you don't want to run into her in a dark alley somewhere because uh, exactly. I think she can take care of herself. I'm just going to say that, you I know, <laughs> and I totally agree. But, you know, I watched the movie and we won't get into that. And it made me think, you know, we don't really talk about her mom or their mom. We see her in the audience from time to time. And you don't realize, you know, what a major part she played in this journey. Of course, without her having them, let's start there. You yes. know, she brought them in this world. But what other part does she play on their journey that she still plays? I mean, she's still there. Yeah, she's still there as a, a she's the one who co goes to the tournaments now. Uh, Richard Williams mm -hmm. turned 80 on Valentine's Day, he really doesn't Ooh. travel anymore. But Oracine is there in the stands watching uh, her daughters. But back in the day when Venus was 14, Serena's 13, Oracine Price, a nurse by trade, basically took fewer hours at the hospital, did not give up her nursing career, but she homeschooled her daughters to get them wow. basically educated on what they needed to know in life to be successful, not just tennis, but in life. And it allowed the sisters to spend more time together playing tennis, 
around their schooling. And Oracine also learned enough to coach Serena at a very young age because Richard Williams was taking Venus around the country playing in tournaments while Serena was back home in Palm Beach, Florida at the time. And wow. Orsine worked with Serena. And I don't believe it's a coincidence that Serena's game is actually more technically sound than Venus's. Ah. That's the best way to explain how Serena has won 23 major titles to Venus's seven. They're both great, both Hall of Famers, both legends, but Serena has won more than three times the number of major titles as Venus. And when you look at Serena's game, it's the best serve in women's tennis history. I think it's the best return of serve in women's tennis history. Her forehand does not break down the way Venus's can on occasion. And again, Serena has the, the ability to create angles better than anyone I've ever seen. And Orsine Price deserves a lot of credit for that. Wow, I didn't know that. And I knew you would have that answer. But before I let you get out of here, because you see Alan's already given us a two minute warning. I swear he has a faster <laughs> clock than we do. Um, what the, I know there are people out there right now that have kids that are playing tennis or want to play tennis. Is there still an opportunity you know, for someone that's just coming up in community tennis to work their way all the way to the top like there was for the Williams sisters? Uh, the opportunity is still there. It's harder to find inexpensive or, well, tennis lessons that, are, that won't break the bank. That's why I often talk about uh, Kamal Murray, who coached Sloan Stevens of the U.S. Open title in 2017. He has the excess tennis village on the south side of Chicago, where lessons begin at $80. And it's a oh, sliding wow. scale for people who would have trouble paying that. You get expert coaching. You get an educational component as well. There need to be more excess tennis villages around the country where people can get world-class tennis coaching at a fraction of the cost of the expensive tennis academies in Florida and California. It's possible to replicate what the Williams family has, has done, but you really have to have it be a family project where everybody is in, involved and yeah. there's just such a strong work ethic that you're putting all this time and money into it and the the kids won't get bored and say, oh, I don't want to do this anymore. They'll stick with it. I totally get that. I want to thank you so much for hanging out with us and just sharing a little bit. I bet you we could do a whole like monthly special just on the Williams sisters alone with all the knowledge that you have. I thank you, Cecil, for hanging out. I can't wait to see what we're going to talk about next month. You are fantastic, sir. Thank you, Tigo. Great to be with you all always. Now, I know you guys are watching and you're going, but how do you get into sports media? How do, how do you write books like Cecil did? Ah, ha, ha. You're going to have to watch next month because we're going to talk about that next. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you'll come back next month. And as always, I'm Tigo. I'll talk to you next time.